You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Live.com, and this is episode 164 of the Sports Therapy Association podcast, recorded as always live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, I didn't realize it's live, I'd like to go along and hang out in the live lounge with the other people, then all you need to do is, is head along to Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. If you subscribe for free, then you'll get notifications of what's coming up and when we're going live. Um, and you're welcome to join us. No need to be an STA number. If you do decide to join us live, then questions and comments can come up onto the screen. For example, Glenn Murphy's just walked through the doors. Hey, Glenn, how are you? Glenn says, evening playmates. Hey, Glenn, good to see you here. Um, and it's a great way of networking, especially if you're in the UK and you want to hang out um, with like-minded soft tissue therapists. So in this episode, we'll get straight to it. We are starting the countdown to Therapy Expo 2023 um, at the Birmingham NEC on Wednesday, November the 22nd and Thursday the 23rd. Some of you may be aware of Therapy Expo. We'll have a little bit of chat in a second about what it is and what it stands for and, and how it can help soft tissue therapists. Um, but the main important thing for us anyway is as always the Sports Therapy Association Update Theatre or the STA Update Theatre, which you'll see on their programme, is gonna be bigger and better than ever. Uh, we've been there for quite a few years now. In fact, the STA has been there every single year, but we've had this update theatre within the expo um, for the last few years and it's proved very popular um, often creating bottlenecks much to Gary's amusement and happiness as walkers by stop to go wow this sounds good um, and and this year is I say every year it's going to be great we've got two days of theory and practical presentations from world-class speakers who are going to join us after their um, presentations in the main theatres so in this episode, um, you can't see him, but he's on the screen. If you're watching YouTube and joining us live with me is Gary Benson, founder of the Sports Therapy Association. Um, and soon joining us, I believe, will be Fiona Higgs, who's host of the Women in Sports Therapy podcast, who is going to have a WIST panel presentation at Therapy Expo. And also Tim Allardyce, creator of Rehab My Patient, will be joining us later as well. But to start off, Gary Benson, founder of the STA. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hi Gary. Evening Matt, yeah very well thank you. Evening everybody, hope you're all well. So we were talking off air, I mean when I write it 11 weeks to go people it sounds like wow you're starting like putting the lights up in, in October for Christmas but it's interesting because there's an awful lot of work which goes into preparing therapy experts maybe some of our listeners aren't aware of and no one knows that more than you do they? Well, I suppose the preparation for this year's Therapy Expo started the week after last year's oh, Therapy Expo, true. when we start evaluating the data that comes through, the, the, you know, the, um, the contacts, people who've made contact with those who booked into our talks, and we try and have a look at the demographic of, of, of each person, um, see where they're coming from, and, and try and, you know, hone down where we want next year's um, content, you know, what direction we want. And, and that's just the in-house 
evaluation of, of, of the data. Um, we do send a communication to everybody saying thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed um, the content. If you've got any ideas, you know, please get in touch. And sometimes we get some really valuable feedback. You know, what, what I found interesting was, and, and if you look at our content again this year, you know, we represent sports massage therapists, soft tissue therapists, graduate sports therapists and graduate sports rehabilitators. But if you look at our content and what, what I like particularly about it is we are weekly discussing things that are on the periphery of our industry, the remedial industry. And I think it's useful in that we're not just talking about techniques. We're not just talking about modalities. We are talking about, look, if you're not getting you know, the results that you expect within three to five sessions as normal, you know, it's probably worth looking outside of your normal remit. And what we try to do with this with this web chat, Matt, as you know, from the onset, it was to be a signposting service to people. So if somebody comes in with, you know, some groin pain and it's not responding to your, you know, your sports massage, your exercise description, um, then, you know, we might direct you towards Bill Taylor to look at male pelvic health. We might talk to to um, Gwanya Donnelly or, or Michelle Lyons about uh, women's pelvic health. So there's, there's an awful lot of information. And, and some of the feedback we got last year was from a group of, of, of female physios who happened on us by chance saw some some spare seats and thought well we'll sit down we you know legs are tired and and they ended up staying all afternoon listening to our content because it was refreshing they weren't listening to things that they always listen to so that was really good and 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 once we've got our own sort of evaluation done we then start with the therapy expo team that as they're on part of the advisory panel to look at feedback from the particular sessions you know how did it work having a 15 minute break between was there any crossover were people leaving one session to get in a queue for another session and how best the the, the therapy expo team could manage that so there's a lot of detailed feedback went into there and a lot of um, a lot of meetings, um, all very beneficial um, to everybody there. So everybody gets a say and is, is the say is respected, their, their view, um, and they act on it. So it's a really good team at Therapy Expo uh, behind the scenes. And I'm sure they started the week after last year's event, the same as we did. It's, um, it's so nice to hear you talking about all of that because it's just music to my ears and it's just confirmation it makes me feel much easier when someone explains what we're trying to do even though I know obviously you know because we plan it all together but that is exactly what our presence at Therapy Expo unfortunately because of your involvement on the advisory panel that's what Therapy Expo has pretty much turned into it's it's not I, I always worry because I know myself you see another event another conference and it's like another way to make soft tissue therapists part with their money and it's going to be more modalities and things and buy this and people are going to go there uh, but honestly hand on heart and I know you can agree but I want listeners to understand that therapy expo is not that at all now okay maybe once it could have been but definitely the last few years thanks a lot to the advisory panel it's not just to take your money at all. It really has been designed, the whole program, not just the STA update theatre, but the whole lot, to provide you with evidence-informed, useful stuff. And like Gary says, it's, it's often, particularly us, it's about stuff on the side which maybe you don't get taught on your normal courses. And as always, we're not saying that your course, which you paid a couple of grand for, was a waste of time. Not at all. 
That's very important as a foundation. But as you're probably finding, or some of you already found, often it's not enough what you get from your level three, four, five, or even if somebody's called it a six, there's often stuff missing. And that's what we try and do. That's what we try and fill the gap. So lovely summary, Gary. Thank you so much for that. Feel much I think one, one thing that has become apparent, Matt, since we started this, you know, online platform really, is that the therapists have become more intelligent. And I'm not saying that the therapist of old was was less intelligent it's just that now we're not getting the you know the abundance of snake oil salesmen at, at these expos you know because if somebody's selling snake oil the therapist say well show me the evidence that supports its use and if the evidence is not there to support its use they're not selling so it has really sort of filtered out the the wheat from the chaff um and i think it's refreshing that you can go to therapy expo now and not, you know, not be. Sometimes it's difficult for a therapist who's going, who's got a few hundred pounds to spend, you know, on something that's going to add to their their service provide provision. And now, if you go to the OT show, which is next door, then some of the equipment's tens of thousands of pounds. Shockwave machines, tens of thousands of pounds. And what used to happen is people used to go with their two or three hundred pounds and and buy stuff, which they probably never use. But it was it was a trend. It was there at the time. But but as I said, now you know we are more intelligent as as a group of therapists. So we are questioning the efficacy of the things that are there, and I, I think that's really refreshing. Yeah, it's good. And this will be a common theme, I think. And if you're listening, I mean, it, we're, honestly, we're speaking from the heart. One of the best things which you will get from Therapy Expo won't be anything you buy. It will be the networking going to see a few presentations and just chatting with a, an audience, which like you say, Gary, uh, yeah, just more informed, I suppose, intelligent in the sense of more informed, more critical, um, less sure of themselves, which has been an important feature we've talked about. We don't have all the answers with the human body. We just really don't know how it works. It's not like a, a Ford Astra or something. So we haven't got a manual. So um, it's all about what we do in the absence of evidence sometimes. So. We've got a great program lined up, which we're going to talk about. Actually, I've just seen coming to the live lounge talking a great lineup. Here's one of the speakers is already here. We're going to have Jack Howard and and Ryan as well is going to be here. Um, the guys from the Let's Be Frank Mental Health podcast. Uh, they're in the lounge. Thanks for joining us. And they said, "Hey, Matt and Gary, looks and sounds like it's going to be another fantastic year. It's not all about fixing the muscles, exactly." Um, so yeah, definitely. If you are listening and you I've been umming and ahhing about should I be going to Therapy Expo? These guys are making it sound really good. Then the the early bird discount has stopped, I think, through a Therapy Expo. But there are organisations and associations where you can get a discount. I can't speak to other ones, but Gary, for STA members, there's still a discount. I think. Till yeah, the we have. Yeah, we, we've maintained a similar price point for the last several years. Um, so even at the early bird price you know we've still got a a, a a favorable rate but but the rate gets better as the price point changes because we pay one rate uh, and we have issued in our social media um password protected groups the discount code we've sent it out in newsletters and we we track the data anybody who who, who joins therapy expo books therapy expo using our discount code we get the data for them so we can check if people are sharing the code and you know, what I would say is that 
you know, from a professional association point of view, I see this as one of the most important dates in our calendar because it puts us in front of our members. You know, we are accountable to our members so they can come, they can ring me up anytime anyway. They know that, you know, through the various messaging services and email services that we've got. But I get chance to talk to people, you know, face to face, um, you know, renew old friendships, you know, make new friendships, you know, and, you know, try and encourage, you know, new members to join us. Um, and, and, and it's a great opportunity. And, and I think that other professional membership bodies that aren't there are probably missing a trick. Um, but, you know, that that works to our advantage. We're, we're happy to invest in being public facing, being accountable, because we're a not-for-profit association. So our membership fees pay for... Um, our presence there, you know, and similar similar outings, if you like, so that we can be there and we can answer questions. Yeah, definitely. And it's a great crack as well. I mean, some of the feedback we've both had after the last few years has been the 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 STA update theatre is within the STA stand, and you've probably got about normally about seven or eight people on that stand manning it who are there to ask questions. It becomes a great meeting point, which is lovely. And it's just a place where best feedback we've had is from people who aren't members who just thought it just it just became my, my place to meet people and my place to be, my place to ask questions and to network and chat because that's what it's all about. So feedback like that is definitely what keeps us going. Um, Lindsay Penn here, who's in the live lounge, has said, this is exactly what we want to hear. Never been, but very much looking forward to attending this year. Great, Lindsay. Um, it'd be nice to meet you as well. Make sure you head straight away to the um, STA um update theater and uh, it'd be lovely to see you um i just want to make sure that listeners aren't getting what do they call it fomo fomo fear missing out it's not that at all if you can't make it then so be it it's not going to end your career okay because you don't want to be those guys as well as saying if you can't make it well you may as well not ever work again uh, we're just saying if you are allocating your budget towards what am i going to do so many people ask about cpd and courses and a lot of courses cost far more than the price of this two-day or one-day event and, and that's just the point of stressing that if you have put money aside, which in most businesses you should do for investment of education, then this is probably for most people um, a good place to, to have a think. And if you're not sure, then contact us if you're an SDA member. Um, or if you're not an SDA member, then raise a question maybe in the in the Sports Local Association Facebook page, I'm sure, or the open group, which is open to everybody. I'm sure there's discussions already going on there where people can help advise you as to whether it is worth spending the money out and trekking up to Birmingham and maybe staying the night or something. Um, Fiona what, what, is with us. Should we bring Fiona okay. up? Yeah, yeah. All I was going to say while you're bringing Fiona up is what Lindsay can look forward to. And we've had this numerous times where, you know, members who've gone on their own to Therapy Expo come to the the STA stand, if you like. Uh, they meet up with another member. They go around and they, they spend all day or two days together going to the various seminars and talks and, and reflecting and, and comparing and they become friends and they, they arrange to meet up next year. So, you know, we, what we're doing at the SGA is building a community. Definitely. And that's such good nice feedback for us as well, isn't it? I mean, if, if you're going to Therapy Expo alone and you're not quite sure and you're a little bit anxious, then just head for us, really. I can guarantee out of the 
different shapes, size, variety of looking people you will find at the stand. There is a shape and a size and a type of person for you. We've got it all there, I promise you. You realise what I mean when you see the shadows. It's, like, it's, it's, it's probably best to say that the majority of us are over six foot five. There is a lean towards the kind of gullet. Yeah, and then, and, but we have got Chris Kitson. But, so yeah, we have got it. He averages it out. something for everybody. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's nip that one in the back. Right, so I'm very pleased to say we're going to bring up the screen now, Dr. Fiona Higgs, um, who, well, we'll let Fiona talk about what she's going to be up to at Therapy Expo, but Dr. Fiona Higgs is the host of uh, Women in Sports Therapy podcast. Hey, Fiona, how are you doing? Hi, guys. Oh, it's been a while. Isn't it just? We have to remember now we're actually doing a live podcast and just not have a chat, but it's lovely to see you. Likewise, um, yep. Where have you been? You've been you've, it's worth oh. talking about where you've been, isn't it? Um, where haven't I been is a probably quicker answer. Um, but yeah, I've I've had a I'm I'm worried that you're actually still in Japan. A satellite delay. Maybe we should have Okay, so there's a slight pause um on the on the on the live recording. That's fine, Fiona. You might need to go and come back again. Um but yes, let's um bring up I think as it's already 8.17, we'll bring up uh, the programme and um, I think actually we'll see either from the first or second slide when Dr Fiona Higgs and the Women's Sports Therapy Panel is going to be. So I'm just going to bring that up into the screen whilst uh, Fiona sorts out her satellite dish. Let's bring that up now. If, you, if you're interested in the programme, then um, all you need to do is go along to... Uh, therapyexpo.co.uk, I think it's the co.uk. Um, you'll get to their website, let's put it on the big screen so people in the live lounge can see. And there we go. Um, and it's really nice, easy, useful uh, website. And then uh, click on uh, the conference program, and then it will divide up into the two days, which is the 22nd and the 23rd of November. And you slide down and you'll see the different theatres and we are the STF Therapy Update Theatre. It's not very legible at the moment on the actual website. I have sent them a little um, note about that. So what I'm gonna do um, is I'm gonna bring it up on the screen like that. If you listen to the podcast and you want like a little snapshot of what's going on in the STA Theatre, then feel free to um, stop this podcast now and just go onto YouTube and you'll see the recording there. So this is day one on the screen now, and I'm gonna chat with Gary now um, about um, this lineup. I'm hoping he likes it. Um, we start off with basically pretty much everybody we've got on the STF Theatre have been podcast guests. My preparation for putting this program together is, is shifting through maybe 50 guests between the last pod, uh, the last therapy expo and this one and deciding, wow, who's available and who can come along for about 13 guests to choose from. So in one sense, my work is done because I've had some amazing guests on the podcast, obviously, every every Tuesday at eight o'clock on, on, on the YouTube channel. So in no particular order, really, apart from when they could come in, we start off with Dr. Lucy Williamson, um, which was a fantastically popular episode in our Nutrition Month, which you can find on YouTube and all popular podcast apps. Um, and Dr. Lucy Williamson is going to be talking about the gut microbiome, which is a very hot topic at the moment. Um, personalized nutrition for the future. Um, you can find all about Dr. Lucy Williamson on our website, lwnutrition.co.uk. Uh, but Gary, yes, nutrition, that's something close to your heart, isn't it? 
Yeah, that was a really interesting podcast. And what, what I took away from that was when Lucy was talking about kefir. And that's something that Anna Maria had mentioned to me before, because I've got some some health issues. And uh, last year, Anna Maria said I should try kefir and, and, and Lucy mentioned it. So I have included it as part of my diet. Uh, I've cut out other things and I am generally a lot healthier than I was. Um, I was nutritionally trained as a, as a chef for, for the first 12 years in, in the forces. Um, and, you know, I've always been interested in nutrition for athletes. Uh, my ex-wife was a, was an endurance athlete and I used to um, take care of her dietary requirements on, on event days. Um, but yeah, really, it's really interesting. And, and I think it deserves to go to that wider audience at Therapy Expo. It was a great example of, hey, this, by the way, hey, hey, Jan, you're back again. Sorry, you froze for a while. I don't know whether you're still in Japan. Are you being very still or are you still frozen? I can't wait till your head moves. Um, but yeah, it was a classic example. And I'm kind of glad that she, she, this is one person who I did ask, do you want to open the shark? Can you do day one, first one? Because nutrition is something where you can. I've, I've had the experience as well. I've found out that I'm actually lactose intolerant, which happens quite a lot as you get a bit older. And I have some horrible symptoms, which I've pretty much sorted now. Um, just by avoiding things I've eaten all my life and enjoyed, like milk on top of cereal and things like that. So being a soft tissue therapist, and this is a continuous theme in our podcasts, you're going to be the first point of call often for people in pain. People are going to come with you with, with muscular pain. They're going to come with you because they're tired, they're hurting, and they know they can get potentially an hour from you where they're going to feel great afterwards. So our industry is such an important link in identifying other stuff that might be going on. We're not nutritionists, we're not pelvic health physios, and we're not qualified to work with people with endometriosis or hypermobility, or a lot of it, some of us might be, but a lot of us are not. But if we ask the right questions um, and we do the good subjective, we can signpost people and, and change their lives. And it's us. And a lot of the time we talked about imposter syndrome, we see ourselves at the bottom of the chain. But because we are the most popular person who they'll come and see, it's not so much we're at the bottom of the chain, we're the first door that's going to open. So if we can help those people, boom, we can change their lives, the family around them. It's a really massive thing. So the nutrition one is going to be huge with uh, Dr. Lucy Williamson. Really looking forward to that. Hopefully, um, yeah. the, hopefully over the two days, because I, I honestly spend two days talking. Uh, not been, I, do, I don't, I don't drink enough. I don't, I don't get uh, get food. And by the end of the day, I'm absolutely out of my feet. So hopefully, my preparation will be will be better than it has been in previous years. Because no matter how much planning we do, it always creeps up on me on Tuesday lunchtime. Oh damn, I need to be going, you know, to get set up. Um, so yeah, it was it was really out of the uh, exhibition hall and to get something to eat last time. So hopefully I can get that that sorted. So I'm not having these, you know, reliant on sugar, uh, you know, and and then having the crashes. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, the excellent, amazing speaker as well. If you're interested in hearing about Dr. Lucy Williamson and, and nutrition, then just go um, to YouTube channel or check out any on all popular podcast apps and look up Sports Therapy Association podcast. And you'll see uh, the episode with Dr. Lucy Williamson. Um, that's at 9.15, opening up the show on day one. Then we move to Lucy Gilbanks, um, who, again, a very popular talk um, about relative energy deficiency in sports. So, again, important for anybody working with any athletes from recreational to elite. Um, it's, again, a gap which we're not talked about enough. 
Um, and it's something that massage therapists to sports therapists who've done degrees need to know about and need to recognize, not just in women, which is something that Lucy Gilbanks pointed out wonderfully, but also in guys uh, where the fact that they're just not getting enough energy to, to do what they want to do. Um, and uh, symptoms will come, but if you ignore what's going on, then again, you're going to have a person in misery who's not going to get the solutions and results. And you're going to look bad because they're going to come to you, pay for loads of stuff, thinking it's going to fix them. And it's not because the right questions haven't been asked. So it must be hot topic, uh, REDS. Um, and that'll be with Lucy Gilbanks at 10 o'clock. You've worked with athletes before um, in the yonder years, Gary. Um, was it something you saw much, Reds? Or back then it wouldn't have been called Reds even, would it? It would have been called something else. No, I, I suppose my experience and, and Lucy's um, story was, you know, from the rowing background was was really um, poignant for me because I, I row still, uh, not as much as I used to do, but only indoor rowing now. But a lot of my work was done with endurance athletes and, you know, how I used to explain that to people who, who probably didn't have the the requisite knowledge to understand i used to explain that any arduous journey um should be considered a little bit like a, a long car journey and if you set off with half a tank of fuel and you try and go to the furthest petrol station you can to eke out as many miles as you can you're likely to break down you're likely to run out of fuel so my policy when advising athletes was always to say every time you go past the petrol station put a couple of quids worth in so in actual fact for an endurance athlete every 30 minutes 20 to 30 minutes you need to be ingesting some carbohydrates for energy and if you don't do that and, and a really useful trick that i used to to have was you know we've all had a, a drink of LucasAid sport and sometimes it tastes really palatable and refreshing and sometimes it tastes really really sickly and, and my understanding of that was that when it tastes really sickly, it was sort of out of balance with what was already in your body. And so what we used to do for endurance athletes was gradually dilute the carbohydrate drink so that it was more in line with what you're putting in your body. Because if you try and ingest something that's too rich, you, your body's going to reject it. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a, a, well worth listening to Lucy's um, podcast uh, and her story about how she got into this, you know, what, what um, piqued her interest. Yeah, fascinating story, personalised. Fiona, welcome back. Hi, sorry. Oh, that's okay, don't mind. Obviously, yeah, the signal from Japan is, is tricky. Um, <laughs> I so wish. I'm excited. I mean, obviously, women in sports therapy, that's your thing. That's what you, the podcast is about. Um, and um, it wasn't my intention, but when we look at day one of um, the STA update theatre, which I'm getting to people in the live lounge, if you listen to the podcast, and go to YouTube and you'll see it in full glory. Um, Dr. Lucy Williamson, gut microbiome, and then Lucy Gilbanks talking about REDS, what therapists need to know. After that, 11.30, we've got Jenny Bowell, who was hugely popular last year, who's going to be doing massage, back pain and cancer, what every um, touch therapist serving women must know. That's going to be an incredible one. In fact, that I've given an hour for because it's so topical and such an important information, which again, in our industry, unfortunately, with cancer in particular, there's there's an awful lot of people who go untreated because of outdated information and fear. I remember, I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before, but 
I was standing back, buzzing from coffee by that time, and somebody put their hand up and said, so are you saying we can work, we can massage people with cancer? And that was just a total mind, can't say the next word, but it really made me think, wow, not everybody knows this stuff. And we've got people out there, <clears throat> excuse me, who have got incredible empathy, who, who are givers, who really want to help others, who devote their life to not only much money, but getting thank yous every day, who are holding themselves back because of misinformation. Um, and then after that, we've got Michelle Lyons, who's going to be talking about musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal health and menopause. So my rather long question to you, Fiona, is check that out. I mean, the first five powerful women up there sharing not just female health, but just information out there, that must make you smile a little bit. It wasn't my intention, but that's pretty good going, isn't it? I think it's fantastic to see not just representation of women on the agenda, but of, I guess, we've got quite a, a few here. Um, who are presenting female kind of centric subject areas, which is really beneficial. Um, and, you know, I want to just point out that, like, before anyone starts thinking that, like, the men don't matter, they really do. And I think that you. uh, you'll you'll probably see that uh, supported when I think Ryan is going to be on, exactly. on the second day, isn't he? Yes, exactly. uh, like, so, you know, it's really important that everybody's represented, um, but it is really moving to see, uh, you know, things in the direction uh, that they're going, like things being represented for women, uh, not just in, you know, the sports that people are involved in, but in the general population too, you know, um, and it's 50 percent, you know, women, 50 percent men, if you stick to the gender binary category. So, um, yeah really really pleased to see that on the on the schedule that's so wonderfully <laughs> typically you i've just got to say again that's so wonderfully typically you there's me trying to big up the fact we've got like five incredibly strong female educators it's like and you're in there going yep don't forget it's not about the women don't forget the guys as well <laughs> and you just can't help but kind of consider everyone hasn't been mentioned which is amazing sorry gary i jumped in there no when um when fiona and i uh chatted oh, i don't know how, how many years ago it is now about the, the women in sports therapy podcast there, there, there were people in this industry who, who had real problems trying to encourage the the female presenters to actually come on board and present their information and and what fiona and i spoke about and one of the early wrist podcasts was about you know i didn't understand the barriers that our female members have to overcome and endure that that I, as a six foot five ex rugby player, ex military man, never come across. So it's really important that that we, as the STA, have the vehicle available, you know, to get the message across that that our female members are as important as our male members, and and if we will develop resources, you know, to help them in in any way we can. But yeah, it wasn't intentional that that lineup, was it, Matt? It's just that. It's how things worked out, you know, who was available when. Not at all. And to tell you the truth, the, the, the nicest feedback I get when I'm contacting people and trying to get them on the podcast is I do get yeses from people who say, you know what, as it's the Sports Therapy Association, yeah, I'm going to come on. You know, these people who we have speaking, who we have on the podcast, who Fiona has as guests as one of the podcast, they're not just sitting around waiting for a call. They are really, really, they're, they're nearly as busy as Tim Allardyce. That's how busy they are. And, <laughs> and, and, and the fact they do give up for free that time to come on, 
you know, our podcast is incredible. And I like to think it's not me. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's thanks to the whole association that they do turn around and go, yeah, I can make that hour work for you. Um, because they just realize that it's not going to just disappear. It's not trying to sell anything. It's just raising awareness. So, um, so yeah. Um, how's whisk going, by the way, Fiona? I wanted to ask you earlier on. Well, yeah, the internet cut out. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been on the back burner. I don't know if anyone's been waiting for any episodes over the summer, um, but just like last year, um, I took a little break this summer. Um, I've had a few kind of other things going on uh, that have kept me from recording and and editing. Um, But we've got a couple of guests lined up. so I can tell you a little bit about them, but I, I don't want to give away too much uh, as the recording times may change as well. As as Gary pointed out, um, he's when you get female guests, sometimes you have that like to and fro and it takes a few times to get people kind of booked in. Um, but um, I think uh, I've just had to reschedule uh, recording for uh, was going to be tomorrow. Uh, with Matt Holmes, who is a nutrition uh, consultant with one of the Super League Women's Super League uh, football teams, um, and he's going to be talking about how he works within multidisciplinary teams. Um, and there will also be some discussions about how individual therapy practitioners, uh, whatever your background, however maybe you're an SNC coach as well. Um, how you might collaborate with a nutritional uh, support staff member in a team sport um, service, kind of like support service environment. Um, And then uh, I do have booked in uh, a chat with um, somebody you may know, Bonnie Southgate, um, who has a very uh, wonderful backstory. And I feel like when she's appeared on this podcast, I think uh, we haven't had the full uh, background story and 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 her story uh she's now going down a more academic kind of route but she comes from a much more applied um therapy background that came from a career in in ballet uh, a very good like you know uh high profile kind of career so um that will be hopefully those episodes will be coming out in the next couple of months um, I'm hoping by the end of September we'll have the first episode and then the second in October and a backlog of a few more <laughs> for the following months. And definitely, I mean, again, people only got a limited time and can't listen to all the podcasts in the world. But I mean, I've pointed out to you before, I just, you have great guests, but also it's just the chats. You, you really just, it's so relaxed and interesting. And and I find that although it's Women in Sports Therapy podcast, it's it's just as much for guys because guys you know your patients are going to be women as well and the more you know and uh, and about it the better you're going to be able to serve them so it's it's the equivalent of me in 1980 flicking through cosmopolitan just to learn a few little things along the way which we all did it's but it's there now you've got to hide it and feel ashamed you can learn yeah about women and and just to like add, add to that as well you know we do talk about career type topics that apply to everyone um, you know, and it may be coming from uh, the perspective of a, a female guest, but actually there's quite a lot of crossover. And I think um, maybe the the kind of discussion being <laughs> effectively like two or three women just kind of talking, if if that is a, a digestible format, then it might be an enjoyable thing to listen to while you're driving or on the train or whatever. 
brilliant it's gonna be great and of can, course you can can i just say matt yeah go for sorry it. Can, can i just say matt that the the wist podcast is available on the sta website it's it's not behind a paywall it's not password protected it's not for members it's for everybody so go to www.thesta.co.uk top right hand corner there's a, a link to podcasts where you can find links to all the podcasts that you do matt with all of the show notes the women in sports therapy podcast and our podcast extra series um members get extra content as well once they've logged in but yeah freely available for everybody to listen to and i do encourage men male therapists who deal with female clients to listen to some of these honestly you will learn something and i'm i'm not embarrassed to say i've had more conversations in the last year about period health than i have for the rest of my life yeah no it really is it's it's, it's and it's all presented really nicely as well you know it's it well it is quite in your face sometimes but it's well worth listening to it's great it's Thanks, um, roller coasters <laughs> um and just to bring this up before we, Tim Allardyce is down there waiting in the wings, but I just wanted to say, so yeah, Michelle Lyons will be at 145, which is musculoskeletal health and menopause. Michelle was with us last week on the podcast, amazing episode. She's just come back from FIFA um, in Sydney. She's part um, of a program looking into women in sport and how we can improve the information. Um, and there's a link to a report in the show notes. It's 50 pages long, but again, it's worth having a flick through. Um, it's just a step-by-step um, tips and ways uh, which we can treat female athletes like women and not just like, like little men or what was the expression she used um, something to, oh, I can't remember what it was now see I've got a memory like I said but anyway so and then after that if I bring it to the uh, next page move that way a bit there we go that's when at 2.30, Dr. Fiona Higgs, who you just listened to, will be on the stage um, for the Women in Sports Therapy panel um, with Fiona will be Sonia Fierro, um, who's been a guest on the podcast, who's going to be doing a presentation uh, on the Thursday. Also, Jenny Bowell, who we've mentioned already. Anna Maria Mazzieri, the director of the ST School, will be with us as well. Um, it was the same lineup last year, and it was just a crowd packer. It was amazing seeing four women talking, just discussing. There wasn't any structure to it, pre-structure. It was just talking about um, women in sports therapy. So really looking forward to that. Um, after that, just to finish off the Wednesday, and then I'll bring up Tim Allardyce, who's patiently waiting underneath, uh, will be James Earls and Owen Lewis, who, again, I'll give them an hour because it's more of a practical session. We had a request last time for a little bit of practical as well. So we are, we've listened to that. And we're going to have an hour with James and Owen, all to do with functional anatomy, where people will have a chance to push the chairs aside a little bit or something and, and practice some of what James and Owen preach so well. Um, right, before we move on to have a little look on Thursday, let's uh, bring up Tim Allardyce, founder of Rehab My Patients. Bring him up. That's a patient there. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Can you hear me okay? Hey, wonderfully. So, yeah. Brilliant. Lovely to see you all. Hello, Fiona. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Tim. How are you? Really good. Lovely to see you. Hi, Gary. Hi, Matt. How are you guys? Yeah, all very well. well. Thanks. Yeah, all very well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, um, thanks for joining us. I know you're a very busy man. In fact, you've probably heard me mention, you know, you're a good benchmark. How busy are you? Podcast. Um, yeah, pretty busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good you like the scale of one to ten for pain you know we're like zero is is not doing anything and then 10 is a tim allardyce so where are you in terms of busy are you used by many people over like the world right. 
I've been to four weddings this year. And of the four weddings, I offered to shoot the videos or take the photos at all four weddings. Um, and, and I was accepted to be the videographer on three of those weddings because the thought of me just sitting at a wedding for like eight or ten hours fills me with fear. So I have to do something. So I actually shot the videos of three weddings this year. So I've been busy editing those. And um, that was quite a lot of fun. To, I mean, very amateur, of course. Uh, but yeah, that's how busy I am. I like to just get busy because I think if you don't get busy, you just watch life just wanders on past you end up sitting around and watching stuff and and filling your life with stuff i'd like to be productive well anyone who follows your social media feeds will realize that life is normally running after you trying to keep up whether that be up a mountain or around the coast of the uk yeah it's like just, come on life hurry up we went and hiked ben nevis um, so we spent four weeks some holidays were four weeks in a motorhome in scotland it was a wet four weeks um but we did manage to hike ben nevis um with my two kids five and six years old Sorry, five to seven years old. I love that suffix on the end. It would have been pressed for you. Just, yeah, we hiked to Ben Nevis. Oh, yeah, with a six and five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, we did that as well. Like that triples, yeah. quadruples the effort. Yeah, my mother's anyway. daughter, yeah, she's only five, but she actually summited nine kilometres uphill on her own without yeah, any... Did you get that energy oh. from? I wonder if it's genetic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Therapy Expo, um, you've been there many a year. Yeah, um, I think Gary and me were probably at the first one in, um, in Manchester, weren't we, Gary? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, back in I was I think it's 2013. I think this is the tenth year. They haven't made a big thing about yeah, it. I'm it pretty sure this is the tenth anniversary. It was a lot. Oh, it was a I, I think it was. I think it was 2012. The really? first one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because I remember going back in 2013. Oh. Mm. Okay, so yeah, so Tim, I mean, you've got the we have my patient stand there. A lot of our yeah, listeners are familiar with that. Um, and they know you because you're generally here on our first um, Tuesday of the month for Ask Us Anything. And we appreciate your time for that with all your experience. But what's Therapy XP for you? You've chosen to be there regularly. So what's it's community. It's meeting friendly faces and meeting people and networking and speaking to people and catching up with people. That's the best thing about Therapy Expo. That's what I love. I just love seeing people. I love seeing people. I know I love chatting to you i love chatting to the gary and all the guys you know I, I just find it's such a great spirit there so i think it's about the community it's getting people together it's getting out of the house and that's that's for me the, the by far the strongest seller of fair px yeah look the, 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 the lectures are great and the training is great and the the the, the um the sessions the, the breakout sessions and the the demonstration sessions and demo, demo zones are great and the sta academy is great you know that they're, they're all great but it's it's getting people together it's, it's interesting you say that because one of the recurring themes when we do have the Ask Us Anything episodes is people like, how do I want more business? And, and, and always your answer, you kind of go, deep breath, get out there, talk to people. Should I do more social media advertising? Depends. Are your clients there or are they at the end of the street in the running club or at the tennis club? Or are you going out there? So you're kind of preaching, yeah. you're doing what you preach, aren't you? If the opportunity comes, get out there and talk to people you know you work with, your community. So, And we all get on so well because we're all like-minded. We all kind of think the same way and we're all asking the same questions and we're all having the same battles and the same challenges. And so you actually find there's loads of common ground between between therapists, whether it's, you know, massages, massage or physios or whatever. You know, it's, it's everyone's kind of in the same boat. And I think it's brilliant for that. Fantastic. I think last year we were there, we had my patient who just launched a whole load of new section of exercises or something. I think it kind of started yeah. with it. 
Yeah, we launched SNC section last year, and this year we've launched a new website. Um, which so we've got a new version of websites up, which is pretty cool. Um, and the next step is is to do translation. So we want to translate. Well, we're in the process of translating the whole site into multiple languages. It's a big job. So you can't choose Google Translate. It's just nowhere near accurate enough. Um, so we're translating all that um, just to try and get it out there to, to, to a few more people. That, or even if you've got let's say a, a Polish patient or a, or a, 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 you know, a patient that speaks a different language, for example, then we could hopefully translate it. I mean, I use Polish because it's going to be the first language that we release. Um, you could then print the exercise in, in Polish. There's a really nice episode out there. It's worth checking out on YouTube um, and the STA podcast where you share your screen. And for people who are interested in seeing We Have My Patient, it just gives a lovely breakdown. You weren't trying to sell it at all. You're just using it to show rehabilitation and progression and regression and just using it. So, yeah, if you're interested in seeing We Have My Patient, then that's one way you could yeah. do it. Yeah, and rehab, I think, is so important. I think it's it's the thing about rehab is, you know, I'm a huge advocate for rehab. I'm a huge advocate for a few things, but uh, usually around holistic health and, and living well and, and living healthy. But rehab, I just think it's 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 one of those things that's really important because it, it's a lot of evidence backs it up. So you can always rely on prescribed exercise that pretty much stands you in good stead. Um, and so whatever patient, whatever you do with a patient or a client during the session, it's always nice to back it up with with something they can do at home and it doesn't have to be exercise it doesn't have to be rehab it could be advice and guidance it could be advice about being active it could be advice about nutrition but that support i think can really go a long way excellent right then people uh we're moving on to day two this is where you guys can just jump in you may be familiar with the people we've got coming up um, we haven't got a comment on anybody, but let's have a little look for our listeners. Um, again, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to bring it up on the screen on YouTube. So you're welcome to pop along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. You can see it on the screen. Um, so let's make that a little bit more legible. Can I do that? There we go. So on the Thursday, so day two um, at the NEC Birmingham, this is November 23rd, we're going to start off with Angela Jackson. Um, some of you will know Angela Jackson. She's been on the show a couple of times now. Fantastic educator, particularly with um, working with the younger population. And again, that idea that younger athletes are just little adults, you just have to scale everything down, which is a total mistake. And this is one of the things that Angela breaks down really, really well. Angela's going to be talking about how to integrate neurocognitive approaches into a rehabilitation setting. So really up-to-date stuff. Um, which um, I definitely encourage you. She's a wonderful educator, a wonderful way about it. If you are interested in hearing about Angela, just again, look up any popular podcast app and you'll see quite a few episodes, uh, at least two, with Angela Jackson. Um, lots of time for Angela people. I think you're all familiar with Angela by now, aren't you? She's a wonderful educator. Yeah, from, from my perspective, Matt, then at the time, I remember saying that Angie's was my favourite podcast to date because it it really ticked some of my biases coming from coaching for six to 16 year olds um you know uh, football and cricket there was a lot of parity between what Angela was saying and what I used to say so it was really refreshing since then I must have said that it's my favorite episode for about another I 10 love that. yeah it's so, my mission <laughs> so it always changes but yeah she's you know her kids are not mini adults one was really really worth a listen to yeah, fantastic. I've got to try and make sure that we have actually got guys coming up on this show. It's not just uh, 48 hours of, of female presenters. So let's uh, move on and show that in the stream if I can. What do we got after Angie? Fantastic. Well, how much more male can you get? 
Keith Burnett, big Keith, then walks through the room, um, a shadow, an eclipse as the former semi-professional prop takes the stand. But yeah, Keith Burnett, um, if you're an STA member, you're probably familiar with Keith, fantastic mentor, he's been on the show a couple of times, um, doing a doctorate in uh, neck injuries with rugby players, worked his way from being told at school, you're going to be nothing, um, to, to mixing with the academics, some of who will frown on him going, how did you get here? Just through passion, dedication, being there, ignoring kind of the haters and just and making a mark in research. So Keith is going to be there at 10 o'clock on day two with clinical reasoning for neck pain. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, like I say, you can check out a couple of episodes. He was with us not long ago uh, talking about what he's been up to. Um, fantastic speaker, really nice guy. So not just if you're into rugby, particularly if you're into rugby and sports, then I'd recommend you come along. And that's at 10 o'clock. Um, Keith Burnett, anybody want to mention something about Keith? Please, somebody say something. I'll just pick him up. I, I'm, I'm happy. Keith's one of our regional representatives. He did represent us before, then he moved across country to work in academia. He's now back as one of the regional representatives. Um, I've got a lot of time for Keith, um, a vocational trainer in the industry historically, um, journeyed into academia, pursuing his doctorate, and yeah, he's really passionate, as you said, Matt, about the subject. Passionate because it wasn't something that was readily available. There was no data. There was no information. It wasn't taught. You know, we're playing rugby. You know, it's a physical game. And the amount of neck injuries, um, you know, we, we all hear about them all the time. They make the national news. Uh, so Keith's doing some really good stuff. And, and we've, we've been... A pleasure to be on his journey through this. You know, he keeps us updated every every year or so uh, with what he's doing. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of respect for Keith and what he's doing. His, he's his really presentation. I was just going to add his presentation last year. I got time away from the STA stand to go and see him speak in another of the um, arenas, I think they were calling them. But, yeah, I mean, he's just a, an outstanding presenter. Like, you know, if you just want to be able to relax and feel reassured, like that nothing's going to, phase the presenter that you're watching he's just solid like and very interesting uh research like gary said definitely he's definitely an example of somebody who you want to meet in person because uh, a lot of courses these days are online and, and, and that's good you know you save money you can do it in your own time the privacy of your own home you can go in and come out but this is where all the benefits of being in the room with other people and, and being up front with the speaker in front of you is brings on that really important dimension uh, rather than just learning just through online stuff and then being able to talk about it afterwards. So, yeah, a lot of love for Keith. What else we got here? Let's bring this up. Um, so Keith Burnett at 10 o'clock um, and then 11.30, Sonia Fierro is going to be with us, um, who, as I mentioned before, is going to be part of the WISP panel as well on the Wednesday. Sonia is going to be... Um, uh, talking about functional flexibility, okay? Something she's talked about on the podcast before. It's very hot at the moment. And oh, I follow it intently because I've always, working with runners, I've always kind of tried to downplay people talking about stretching and and because um, runners do spend so much time stretching, looking for increases of range of movement that they don't even use when they're running. What's the point of doing a swan pose? You're not going to do that during a run. So why are you trying to get down and bend your neck down into ridiculous positions? But anyway... But there's some very interesting information coming out now, which is kind of, again, just making sure the pendulum doesn't swing too far um, in the sense that stretching is still providing a tensile load to tissues. So 
it's not just a case of lengthening, it's also strengthening as well. Stretching can strengthen you. If anyone watches or follows Greg Lehman, then that's a good person to follow just to keep, he gets a bit angry sometimes. But again, just challenging our, our, our thoughts. And I'm really, I've bookmarked so many people that conversation, but yeah, functional flexibility. So Sonia will be updating the evidence on stretching and, and, and probably challenging a few conceptions myself as well um on on people who've gone too far the other way and thought you don't need to stretch it's all strength 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 so i would encourage you to check out sonia and again fantastic um person with a load of um information um and again is going to be part of the wisp panel as well let's move on quickly though to alistair beverly who's going to be with us at 12 15 which is just like such a, a fantastic i'm so happy that he said yes to this he's going to be giving a presentation about working with people with learning disabilities um, he is the LD physio, the learning disability physio. One of my favorite episodes. I'm just a sucker for, for personal stories and why he has devoted his life to, to fighting for people with learning disabilities, that they're treated like people and not just like, I don't know, subnormal people who don't understand anything and haven't got kind of um, the same emotions and worries and fears and concerns as us. It's, it's an amazing episode based on um, his own personal story of his brother, um, who had Down syndrome and sadly not with us anymore because, according to Alistair, of, of this problem, this this failure to diagnose somebody with learning disabilities because you think that the things they're doing is just because of their learning disability. They're hitting their head a little bit weirdly because they've got a learning disability. Whereas if there was somebody without a learning disability, they would have been signposted properly, sent to the GP, more interest would have been shown and they would have got a solution. So amazing episode um i'm really going to try and big that up as we're advertising these because it's just a life thing for therapists you may not get many people with learning disabilities coming through your doors but if you appreciate what alice has got to say it will just make you a far more uh, knowledgeable and um, person prepared to deal with people with whatever disabilities they have so um there you go that was me lecturing for about five minutes alistair beverly did anyone here get a chance to listen to that episode yeah, I did, Matt. It was, I don't know how to describe it. I just sat there open mouthed. Mm. And what I took away from it is sometimes, you know, as, as a person, we go through adversity and that adversity, we turn that into something positive. And I think that's what Alistair's done. He's used his personal experience and, and decided that he wants to change public opinion and he wants to change the opinion of the medical professionals out there who were who are inappropriately diagnosing people as you as you mentioned um but i just sat there open mouth for the whole episode and i just i sent him a message afterwards saying thank you very much for sharing that with us because it was personal um yeah well well worth a listen yeah some incredible work i mean i doubt anybody here fiona or tim have you ever had worked with somebody for example with down syndrome or, or another learning disability they've crossed your path yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've worked in in learning support. I have sort of a background in uh, working in higher education and further education institutions. Aside from the lecturing roles uh, or teaching roles that I've had, um, and um, in my family, I have you know people uh, members of the family who have learning dif differences, um, and and one in particular who is profoundly disabled from their condition um and it's definitely i, I i'm afraid i haven't seen alistair's uh podcast episode with you but 
um, it is true that a lot of needs are missed because they aren't expressed in a way that is perhaps recognisable. Um, and I'd, I'd add to that that, you know, with age as well, older people um, and children, it's often a similar thing, but uh, certainly with older people, it's kind of um, more challenging because the uh, conception, misconception that uh, age should lead to, I guess, the declining condition, uh, you know, physical condition, mental con- condition. And there's just this general acceptance that that's normal and unavoidable. But I think it's probably similar with disability to some degree because we just don't have the same communication methods. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one of the things which really, because in that week we had on mental health and and learning disabilities and learning difficulties, it was really interesting to get the terminology right. One of the things which really made sense to me was you you mustn't confuse learning disability with a learning difficulty. So, for example, somebody um, with a learning disability, which is something which is going to affect them on a daily basis every single day of their life, and it's not going to get better. It's a disability like Down syndrome, for example, is probably the most well-known one. They can also have mental health problems or a learning difficulty. You know, somebody with Down syndrome can be depressed, can be anxious, um, can go through all of the stuff which, which everybody else can go through. Um, and it mustn't be ignored. If they're acting differently, you mustn't think, oh, it's because they're Down syndrome. No, it's because they're depressed and they need help. Um, and often, and in fact, the, the statistics show that people with learning disabilities have a far higher prevalence of suffering from mental health problems because they are living a life where people kind of smile at them and think, oh, well, they're little angels. They're so nice, those people. They're always smiling, giving big hugs, you know, which is not true. You know, Alistair gave some wonderful stories of his brother um, getting drunk, of his brother brother trying to punch him. You know, it was just really dry. There was a really nice photo that Alistair shared on TikTok once. It was a famous photo of a... um, a lady with Down syndrome smoking a cigarette and there was an uproar showing this is disgusting, this is terrible. I shared it on my TikTok as well. And that was something Alistair going, why people with Down syndrome can't smoke? What's wrong with that? Well, because they're not people. They're not allowed to smoke. They're not allowed to drink alcohol. They're not allowed to do drugs. And it's just, it was just massive. So yeah, if you are around people and you're thinking, right, I want something to kind of really make me think outside my box. And I would recommend that on Thursday, uh, day two at Therapy Expo, you come along to the Sports Therapy Association Update Theatre at 12.15 for half an hour with, and questions obviously afterwards with Alistair Bevan. Right, I think I managed to talk about that enough. Um, and then what a great segue onto mental health. I mean, this is fantastic. I'm so excited looking for this programme. In fact, Ryan, I think, is here in the house. Um, so any comments you want in the in in the section, then obviously feel free to share uh, with us, Ryan. We'll have you up on the show with Jack soon anyway as we go through the different speakers. But at 1.45 in the STA Theatre on the Thursday will be Ryan Smith and Jack Coward who will be talking about moments that matter, navigating time, conversations and mental health. And um, if you are listening and you're not aware of the work that Ryan and Jack do, then uh, go to letsbefrankpodcast.podbean.com. Or just look up Let's Be Frank podcast on Google and uh, you'll get a fantastic insight on the amazing work these guys are doing and, and the recognition they are they're rightfully getting as well across radio and TV, I think, recently. So, Ryan, great work. Um, and we're looking forward to spending some time with you at 1.45 on the Thursday. Um, where are we doing for time? 
fine. 2.30, Chris Tyler and Chris Kitson together. How did that come about? Is that going to work? So anybody knows Chris Tyler? Uh, he's been a um, fantastic speaker at Therapy Expo before, works with the aged population. Uh, Never Too Old to Lift is his website. Again, just a total crowd pleaser in terms of what Fiona is actually saying about not um, f failing to realise that you can help older people massively if you stop treating them like fragile, um, nearing end of life people. They can still increase what they can do um, just by treating them like normal athletes, by giving them weights, by helping them lift, by having, giving them confidence and having confidence in them. Um, and Chris Kitson, who's a great strength and conditioning coach and triathlete uh, worker, he's going to be um, co-presenting with Chris there. Chris Tyler and Chris Kitson. Um, Tim, have you spent much time with Tyler or Kitson before? This is where he goes, no, never heard of them. Tim? No, you're mic's off. So you're on mute. Sorry, and it, funny enough, I actually had an email from Chris Kitson today. There so, you go. Chris, if you're uh, if you're segue. watching, uh, a fantastic guy, um, and um, um, yeah, he's done excellent. I, I I haven't come across Chris Tyler yet, but I'm sure um, I will at some point. But Chris Kitson is fantastic. He's great. He's a ball of energy, um, mm. and uh, that's why I put them together. I think it'd be really dynamic. They're going to be talking about obviously working with the um, older population. Um, but not just when we think of working with older people, we think, oh, yeah, somebody with a walking stick or a Zimmer frame. But it's not that at all. It's about over 40, over 50 athletes, people like nearly as old as Gary, who still want to do, <laughs> who still want to, you know, be athletes. So, yeah, really great information. That's going to be, I'm looking forward to it. We've always got a good time for Chris, haven't we, Gary? Wonderful chat. Both of them. Yeah, definitely. And he's always got a smile on his face, always. hasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah really interesting as well. I, I love listening to Chris. I think both of them, that's a, a bit of a yin-yang kind of combination there you got, kind of. It is. Well, look at Morecambe and Wise, Cannon and Ball, Little and Large. I think I've created the next <laughs> double. If you remember, Matt, when, when we invited Chris the first year as a, an introduction from Mike Grice, he was extremely nervous about his his presentation. And we watched him grow during that presentation and it was amazing to see. And then he went back the next year, full of confidence, delivering a similar, similar content. But yeah, it was just, you know, I, I've said this before to Fiona, I've said it to Ryan, I've said it to Chris, you know, part of our job as a community that, that Tim mentioned is to facilitate growth in people to challenge them sometimes to to put through through that momentary discomfort so that we so that we can all grow as people uh, and that's what that's what pleases me about the community really that's a really good point and we've had quite a few speakers who have been really nervous first time therapy expo we've been absolutely bricking it we've had a little talk come on you can do this they love you they're not going to throw anything at you and now some of them are like traveling around the world doing their stuff and well Look! Look at our friend Liz Bailey, who we we've for known, well, I've known for, for for twelve years. She, you know, we invited her onto the podcast to talk about her work in in dance, and now you can't turn on a podcast without she's there. And <laughs> rightfully so. It's, it's amazing. Great, fantastic information. Yeah, absolutely, rightly so. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Um, right, I'm just conscious of the time, so um, 
after Chris, that takes us to, there are sponsored sessions at Therapy Expo, um, which we have in between sometimes on the speakers, obviously they could pay for the conference somehow. I'm not sure of the details of those sponsored sessions, but as and when I know, um, they will be up in Therapy Expo. But ending the Thursday, uh, will be another guest in the podcast. Nick Pollard is gonna be here at four o'clock, or here rather at the NEC Birmingham. Um, Nick was a guest on the show. Uh, again, it's just an incredible hour talking about what in effect was his daughter's struggles with anorexia um, and the lack of support that was out there and how as a family they decided they got through it through educating and, and, and looking at possibilities and then ended up to help other people in the same situation the daughter went on to become a, a gp and now they produce an incredible support network and um, e-course e-learning course and book all to do with um, recognizing eating disorders um, and Nick is going to be coming to give us a talk on eating disorders, how therapists can help support recovery. I almost feel strange that he may well be the last speaker on Thursday. That's nothing to do with the content. He could easily, if all of these people could have opened up the show, there really is no order there at all in terms of excellence. Um, Nick's episode was incredible as well, talking about the way that family got together to support the daughter. Now they're just helping everybody else. Um, did anybody hear that episode? Yeah, and and that, ed, that education that you spoke about, Matt, we we worked with Nick, and we had some of our members. My daughter, who's a RAF physical training instructor, she took part in a pilot of that course, and and I think Becky, who's, who was in earlier, she's she's done it, and and Kat Reimer, and we, um, you know, as a result of that, it was it was rolled out, and and we had a, a hundred of our members had access to that course at a discounted price, and. The, the the feedback I feedback I got was it was very informative. Yeah, incredible, really, really good, and, very, and ridiculously cheap as well. If you want details of that, then just look at the STA podcast, whether it be on YouTube or on your favourite podcast app, and just look for the the episode with Nick Pollard, and you'll see details in the show notes. Um, I, I seem to think with the STA discount, it's thirty five pounds instead of seventy or something. But what a load of evidence informed information! Just incredible um, to recognise people who come to the clinic who are chasing, oh, I think I've got this because I'm doing too much spin or I'm not drinking enough beetroot juice or whatever it is that they think and they're ignoring something else that's going on. Um, and, and we can signpost, we can help them. So, wow, I'm very excited, actually. My heart's pumping a bit faster than me, great. Um, so there you go, people. That is what's happening. Um, there's obviously so much else going on there. Um, I mean, that would be a conference in itself. And often we've talked about whether that should be just a conference in itself. But as well as what all of that, there's going to be another 10 or probably six theatres with, with um, other speakers and our speakers going there as well. Um, and this is one of the ones I want to finish off on because last year, I think we all noticed, we were all there last year, and we all noticed there was this kind of urgency and people running around um, in presentations, looking at their watch and, and waiting for mission to leave because they were rushing to get to the next one. And we all kind of concluded when we had our little chats afterwards, there was just too much urgency and people were cramming themselves with information. Um, Gary, you've been behind the setup for this this year. Have they taken that into account? Is there anything which is going to help people just take a breather and not just go for volume instead of quality? Yeah, there's there's obviously going to be longer rest periods, if you like, between some of the main talks. There are going to be breakout rooms. The STA have got to meet the speaker lounge. Uh, near our stand that we've got uh, use of, so anybody who who wants to talk uh, to the to the presenter can do so 
you know, at leisure. Whereas before, as you know, we had two or three people queuing up at the lectern to speak to the presenter who was just going. The next presenter was trying to get on and it was a, a little bit um, clumsy at times. But yeah, the, the feedback was reflected upon and, and changes have been made and, and we'll see how it works this year. Yeah, they really acted it. Were you, do you remember last year? Was it just a bit of a blur, Fiona and Tim? And you... Yeah, it was. It was quite a blur. There was a lot of rushing, like Gary said, you know, trying to get to see all the fantastic uh, sessions that were on. And also, um, you know, you miss people uh, when you're kind of walking around. I think there are a few people that I w- must have walked right past it said, oh, I saw you and I like, you know, I, I tried to reach to wave or whatever and you know, you were gone and, and you can't see everybody, but it's nice to know that there will be a space that's dedicated for like, I'll meet you back here at whatever time as well. You know, you've kind of got these landmarks and, and you know when people are going to be answering questions, even if you can't uh, get to their sessions as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I I was guilty of missing my speaker slot last year. <laughs> I took a phone call from Mr. Scar- Scarsbrook to say, you should be on stage at the moment. So uh, I was True. busy talking to somebody. <laughs> it was too rushed. But I'm putting all my money now on Tim. Tim's going to come up with some fantastic advice for therapists now on how to get the most out of Therapy Expo and not just turn it into a cram fest. Go for it, Tim. Uh, easy chat to everyone um go to the lectures and talks that you uh you you, you think are going to be interesting or you enjoy or maybe even that you, you want to fill a knowledge gap um, but i just say chat to everyone have and, and have fun yeah that's good chat to everyone make time to talk to people outside of the, the lectures is almost secondary it's, it's, it's weird i put it at 50 50 really it's, it's different depending on the what sort of person you are but if you can go to therapy extra thinking right 50 percent of my time is going to be going to see these educators and 50 percent of the time is going to be just sitting down and chatting about what i've just seen and mixing and not rushing around not looking at people take time to walk and look okay people like myself and fiona who are over seven foot tall we don't see you very well okay we're not being aloof and and gary as well not so yeah. much tim but because we are on that <laughs> level up there it's not that we're being rude or aloof we just don't see you so we are more than happy to stop and talk to you, but everyone there needs to not turn it into like King's Cross, you know. Um, Chris Kitson was on my shoulders actually last year. I remember that trying to make him seven foot tall. Tim, you, you're not a short man anyway. What are talking about? I, no, I'm medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all freaks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, and also I just want to stress that if we are, all four of us will be very busy on the day probably high on either coffee or what are you drinking Gary? Coffee or something? Yeah, be high on something. <laughs> I think Jake uh, doesn't Jake, Jake's gonna probably be on his like uh Subway sandwiches kick exactly. again. Exactly. I think Subway. he's tried all of them now. <laughs> Jake but, Jake has to eat every thirty minutes. Otherwise you're he'll body. <laughs> but we're more we need people just to we love it when people stop us and just have a reality check. There's nothing we want more than to talk to people out there. Um, even if it's just to stop us and say, hey, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I was on the you know, the podcast the other day listening, or please do that. We might look like we're a bit, oh, my God, I've got to go this and do that, that, but we need people that are there to stop us and, and chat, because that's what we're there for as well, just to chat to people. And I think that goes for all of us. Um, yeah, it helps slow us down as well. No one there is going to go, oh, I haven't got time to deal with you. Go away. You know, not at all. But really, really, it's so important to talk to each other. So 
Question Just a question Lindsay. there, Matt, from Lindsay. Um, yeah. You don't have to book seats. It's a sort of queuing system. So you go and wait outside the theatre that you're interested in, or if it's the STA theatre, it's an open theatre, so you just go and grab a seat. We do have rows reserved for STA members, and then everybody else can fill in thereafter. Definitely. The lovely thing about the STA update theatre is it is open, so there are the chairs there, but you know, there's always floor space and carpet space for people to form like a second horseshoe around it. As long as there's room, you know, it's not blocking an emergency exit, then then there's loads of room there. Right, people, we got through it. That's quite a challenge. Sorry I kept you 11 minutes longer than I promised. Um, we'll obviously catch up before then. Uh, but thank you for giving us up your time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be on again, Matt. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. We'll yeah, be, thanks, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week um, where the countdown with the... Well, no, actually, next week is not speakers from the STA Theatre. I put this a while ago because they're very busy, but I'm delighted to say we're going to have Dr. Claire Minshall and Claire Robertson, known online as Claire Patella. Her real name is not Patella, okay? It's just... It looks like it is. It's like, what are the chances someone called Patella actually is a specialist in telephone joint pain? That's just our online pseudonym. Our real name is Claire Robertson. But yeah, um, Dr. Claire Minshall and Claire Robertson um, uh, got together, which is a fantastically strong force. And they are actually doing in-person courses. There's one which is sold out already, so it's not just a selling thing. They're going to be talking about the latest, um, the particular femoral joint from pain to performance, um, which is a course they're teaching together at St. Mary's University in Twickenham. It's sold out, but it'll be really interesting to hear those two great minds coming together. So that's going to be recorded live next Tuesday on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel at 8 o'clock. So if you listen to the podcast and you're thinking, I want to join this live, I want to be with these people, having a great time, that's what you've got to do. You haven't got the STM member? Just pop along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, and hopefully we will see some of you next week on the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Take care. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.